It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hi, I'm Yanni Kampfmann. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Dennis Kudler. This is Sebastian Ofner. It's Mark Andrea Wiesler. I am Francisco Serundelo. And, and you're listening to the Game to the Podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed. <laughs> Yannick Sinner wins the Australian Open 2024, his first Grand Slam title, defeating Daniel Medvedev in five sets. An epic final, and congratulations to the Italian. Yeah, it was a great, great final. I really did enjoy it, and it had a little bit of everything. We saw the big comeback from Yannick Sinner. We saw Medvedev playing a really high level to begin and there was probably a lot of people watching that match in the third set, sort of free all, halfway through, thinking there is no way Yannick Sinner's going to win this one. It just looks like Medvedev uh, means business today. He wasn't missing. He was playing ultra aggressive. His volleys were great. He was covering all over the court, serving extremely well as well. I remember at the start, I think he was serving sort of in the 90% of first serves. And Sinner had no answers. Um, but... The thing he had in his favour was that fight and belief. And what happened was, in that third set, we saw the forehand, uh, the heaviness of it, it increased. It got a bit faster, a bit harder. And Medvedev got a bit weaker, a bit more tired. I mean, 24 hours on court, it took his, it took his toll on him. And with Sinner raising his level and hitting harder, Medvedev just struggling really to maintain any kind of physical level it just ended up going the other direction. And I feel it was a bit of a survival of the fittest type match where Medvedev had played so much prior, Sinner hadn't. And because of that, he just had that extra little bit of energy in the tank to take it over Daniel Medvedev. Yeah, he did. I mean, the turning point, the big one, um, it was 4 all, like you said, in that third set. There was a juice on the Sinner serve. He was able to hold. There was a juice then on the Medvedev serve. And the first break point of the set was taken. And then the decline sort of started and Sinner ramped it up. And 
It was fantastic. He came through. He looks like the sinner that we were hoping to see. The first two sets, it was a bit of nerves, I think, as well. But it's understandable in your first Grand Slam final. But he didn't and play bad. He didn't play no. that bad in the first few sets. You just Medvedev just steamrolled him. Aggressive yeah. tennis. Wasn't enough aggression for Sinner at the start, yeah. but I feel he just was playing rallying tennis, which was just, you can't do that against Daniel. And Daniel was stepping in, hitting winners. But goes to show, we criticised Sinner for not having a body that could last uh, across a grand slam, across a five-setter. He's proved everyone wrong. From He's not the same Sinner from a year ago, no. from two years ago. He's a new man, and he's a grand slam champion now, as Jose Morgado says here. Yeah, the big questions we used to always ask about Yannick Sinner is his physical weakness. Uh, is he going to be able to get for a five-set match? And then the other one was he can't seem to beat Novak Djokovic or <laughs> Rafael Nadal or even Daniel Medvedev. He was zero and six in the head-to-head not too long ago. Uh, and that was the, always the question marks. We know he had ability, but physically he couldn't hit with these big guys in big matches, just collapsed, and he just couldn't deal with really tough long matches and now he's shown at 22 years old he can do all of that he defeats daniel medvedev uh 3-6 3-6 6-4 6-4 6-3 to win his first australian open title he becomes the third ever italian man to win a grand slam uh first since 1976 and that was panata at roland garros and he's also the first ever italian to win the australian open yeah, I mean, his game style suits it down to the ground. Hard hitting, fast around the court, big serving. And he was on point today in those, uh, especially in the third, well, no, in the third, fourth and fifth. The fifth especially, I was going to say, right at the end, he was hitting winners all the way into the final game. And Medvedev didn't have an answer. It was definitely tired from so many five-set matches. And I just thought that just Yannick Sinner, lived up to the bill that was the thing and it was never going to be the easy like match lots of people came into this match going oh Sinner's going to steamroll and he's beaten him the last three times they've played but you've got to remember Medvedev has the experience he's been there he's gone to five with Rafa in slam finals and he's beaten Djokovic in the slam final before this was a completely different match against someone in hot form and he he's carried it over from last year he is now the man to beat on tour. Yannick Sinner, he's not number one in the world, but he has a case for number one if he continues playing like this. Yeah, definitely. And what a big day for Italy as well, creating history. Um, I'm wondering what you think about how this is going to change the landscape for Italian tennis. Do you think this is going to give belief to the likes of a Lorenzo Massetti, a young player who was there or thereabouts of Alcaraz not too long ago, fallen off a little bit. But he's going to be looking at a Yannick Sinner and thinking, you know what? He's flying the flag. I want to get up there too. Berrettini forcing him to come back. He's got to, uh, was it, a slam final at Wimbledon yep. and did some other ones. That I think he got to semi or quarters at the US Open as well. What do you think? Is it going to help Italian tennis like the other players? I think so. I think it's going to, rather than helping the players are already established. I think it's going to be helping the next generation coming through. I know that we've got some that are younger Arnoldi. than Sinner. Yeah, exactly. 
Caboli, people like that. Massetti and Caboli, similar age as well. Massetti might give him like a kick up the arse. I think arse. he's going to give Massetti a boost. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to dress it up. I think that's what he needs. He needs something like this to really just, like something to aim for because we, he was sort of nearly in the same category as Yannick Sinner at one yeah. point where we thought, oh, Massetti's going to go on with Alcalaz and they're going to overtake Sinner. No, Sinner's been on the tour for a while. He's built up gradually, bit by bit, and got to this point. He was winning 250s, then he was winning 500s, he won some Masters, and now he's won a Slam. And that's sort of the way you do it. And that's how I know that he's in it for the long haul and longevity in the sport, because he's not a one-hit wonder. This is going to be the first of many. I'm telling you that now. Yeah, exactly. Let's move on. Right, so next one up. His last three tournaments, this one's about Gaspar Labirio Lanza bringing this one up. Yeah, so. so we've got Australian Open champion, Davis Cup champion. And he wasn't just the champion. He was the sole reason Italy won the Davis Cup. Let's be yeah. honest, he carried it. He was the MVP and he took Djokovic uh, to the depths and beat him in singles. Uh, just after losing to him at the ATP finals, of course, he was the runner up there, beat him in the groups. And he's had a fantastic last three tournaments, fantastic last few months, really, where he's catapulted himself now into the conversation as the one of the very best players in the world. Uh, who's to say he doesn't have the number one spot uh, on his radar? Because I certainly think he can trouble the likes of a Djokovic and Alcaraz for that number one spot come the end of the year. He's shown it now. Uh, he's won three of four matches against Djokovic in this span. Uh, four if you include the doubles, and battled from two sets to love down to defeat Medvedev in the Australian Open final. I think that's probably the most remarkable out of all of them, even over beating Djokovic. I think Medvedev is one of the best players we've ever seen on a hard court. He's simply sublime. And what he was doing was some of the best Medvedev I've seen. And it's just a, it's such a tough thing to do to beat him. You've only seen Nadal and Djokovic, really, who have the ability to beat him when he's playing like that on a hard court. And now Sinner has added his name to that list. I don't even, I don't think Alcaraz can beat him playing like that, but Sinner can. Yeah, uh, I think that it's that temperament uh, that he's now suddenly got on a on a tennis court. I've I've not seen it from many other players, like and able to play in a pressure situation and still hit your shots as well as he does, serve as well as he does. And he even played Medvedev's game against him, which was the backhand cross-court rally at the start of the match. That was Medvedev's. He won nearly all of them, and Sinner's backhand was making errors. By the end of the match, Medvedev didn't want to be in the backhand cross-court rally, and he was trying to find ways out of it, and he was making all the errors. So Sinner went there, played Medvedev at his own game and beat him at his own game as well and added a few extra power winners in for good measure. Next one. Here we go. So this is an amazing message from Yannick Sinner. And he's saying, everyone who's watching from home, especially my family, I wish that everyone could have my parents because they always let me choose whatever I wanted to do. Even when I was younger, I made some other sports and they never put pressure on myself. I wish that this freedom is possible for many, for as many young kids as possible. So thank you so much to my parents. So that's there him congratulating his parents and, and thanking them really for the fact that they allowed him to make the decisions of what he wanted to do. We can see 11 years old, he was a ski champion. Um, 
now <laughs> 22 years old. He is a champion at the Australian Open. And in tennis, I think, and a lot of sports really, you find that to be a real top, top player, let's just look at the Serena Williams or the Williams sisters in Venus and Serena. Yeah. You need to have uh, a parent who is very forceful. It happens a lot in sports. Someone who's like really pushing you to strive to be the best. It didn't seem like that was the case for him. And he had the opportunity to be able to choose. And I think sometimes parents can push their child a little bit too much and it makes them go the other way. And I I believe that it is important to never push your child and let them do what they want to do. It's the same with a job as well. You get sort of parents pushing them down a career, what they've done. Mm. You should allow everyone to have their own independent uh, freedom to choose what they feel suits them. And through doing so, you develop a, a true love, a true passion. And I think you can then strive to be the very best by having that. Yeah, I feel that the the case with a lot of these young players coming through, there are parents trying to live their life through their children. Uh, they may have not succeeded in a sport, but they think by having their child play the sport that they failed in, let's say, that then they can live their life through them. And if it's the child's choice, fair enough. If it's not and you're forcing them down that path, I don't think that's going to end uh, in anything other than tears, to be honest. But yeah. we've seen examples where it works works out. We've, I'm sure there's been many that haven't, though. That's the, that's the yeah. problem with that. So um, I'm not sure if that's the same quote. Oh, no, this one's no, just one. uh, talking. Yannick uh, Daniel. Yeah, exactly. Saying, hello, everyone. Daniel, I want to congratulate you and your team for an amazing tournament again. We've played so many finals together. Every match, I find something where I can improve. You make me a much, much better player. Your effort has been awesome all tournament. The hours off court and also today. Running for every ball is remarkable to see. I hope you can lift this trophy here. I'm sure that you can. Well, maybe you had no energy left to be able to lift it today. <laughs> the racket looked pretty heavy by the end. Do you not reckon? Yeah, I don't know. I think, can he do it again? He definitely can. But yeah. with Sinner... Alcaraz, maybe a runa prowling around. These young players are only going to be getting better and they're going to be hungrier than ever. I feel the likes of Zverev, Sissipas. Zverev's done amazing, but they've just missed the boat a little bit. And it's going to be tough because you've got these young, hungry players coming through who just look so good and are showing the other generation how to beat Djokovic. And this yeah. is not any Djokovic. This is one of the this is a real top level of Djokovic. He's playing great stuff. I know some people saying maybe he's past his prime. I think it's hard to say when he's been so close to a calendar slam last year uh, and a few years ago almost got a golden slam. So <laughs> he's not exactly he's there and thereabouts his best ever tennis and these these guys are showing that they can beat him. You can't really say the same about Assisa Pass or a Taylor Fritz or um a Zverev. Yeah. I agree. I, and with I Medvedev, see. is he going to get his chance again? Maybe, yeah, but it's not so. going. It's no certainty. He's got the level, of course, because he's so good in hard courts. But it's going to be tough for him. It really is. And I think on the subject of Daniel Medvedev, we need to speak about it because what does this now mean for him? Exactly. Suffering. You can see it there on the screen. I'll let you go through it. Suffering yet another defeat in the Australian Open final from two sets to love up, uh, and this one. 
not as advantageous because against Raffrey had three break points in the third. This one, he was at deuce on Sinner's serve in the business end. So it's just unfortunate. I felt really bad for him watching the match just because of he'd been through it before. And like you said, though, if he had focused a little bit more on stop rallying in some of his earlier matches in the tournament, then maybe he'd had a bit more gas in the tank to get this done in three because... 24 hours on a tennis court over the course of two weeks is going to break. Well, most other people would have not even been there. No. He's got an unbelievable body. And if he was up against possibly anybody else other than like a Djokovic or a Sinner, he would have won that match. But he wasn't. He was up against somebody who is in incredible form. And Yannick Sinner deserved to win, but my heart goes out to Daniel Medvedev. What does this do to him mentally? Last time he said... He'd fought like the the boy that had the dream and he couldn't really picture that anymore. It was like falling out of love with I the sport. I think a lot of that was because of the crowd, though. That was the difference. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I, you're right. I don't know if the crowd was so toxic towards him today. They, were not they weren't cheering side. for him, but they weren't no. like going against him. It didn't feel like they were booing him or saying anything no. uh, out of place. So I, I think the relationship with the crowd's definitely improved, but I just feel he's going to... I think this is going to have some damage, like lasting damage on him personally. I hate to say it. I, it's hard to come back from. It really is. Happens twice in a Grand Slam final. Never won the Australian Open. And I don't know. We'll see what happens with him, but maybe we'll never win it. I think Medvedev makes adjustments, though, in his game style. And he, he might need to make an adjustment now to... to shorten matches in the lead up exactly. to a final and that's all he can do improvement learn improve and then he'll win he'll win another one i'm sure he'll win another slam i don't know which one it'll be it'll probably be a hard court slam i think but he's been to five uh in a final three times now and lost um the only time he won was in straight sets so yeah the big adjustment he needs to make is obvious he needs to get through matches earlier on in quicker fashion. Yeah. Can't afford to be going into a semi-final after playing that amount or a final. It's too much. Yeah. And it's taking a toll on him here. And this is, I think, the one of the biggest reasons why he lost. Say if he'd won most of his matches straight sets or four sets before this, and he got into this situation here we see on screen at four all, two sets up, I think he closes out and wins him three. And it's fine margins tennis. It can be separated by a few points. Sinner was striking the ball a lot better from this moment. He started yep. playing with a bit more freedom and hitting harder. But still, Medvedev, um, he, the damage was done before. Yeah, and unfortunately, that makes it four losses in a row against Yannick Sinner now. From six love head-to-head, it's now 6-4. And all big matches as well. That's the third final, and the other one was in the tour finals where he managed to beat him. So still another big match. Yep. On to this next one. It's talking about Sinner and Alcalaz. Yeah, so Sinner and Alcalaz have both won Grand Slams in the last six months. For the moment they finish, or from the moment they finish their US Open quarterfinal match in 2021, the tennis world knew we witnessed something special. It's not just the way they hit the ball, it's the way they believe in themselves. They fully believe they can go up against the greats of the sport and achieve their wildest dreams. What makes it even better is they are gen- they generally like each other as people and respect each other as rivals. They applaud each other's achievements and pu- push each other to be better. We're slowly entering a new era of tennis 
and we're incredibly lucky to have them leading the way. And them two are certainly leading the charge. They have so much belief in 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 their in their games, and a lot of admiration for each other. Alcaraz probably messaged Sinner publicly about a minute after he'd won, congratulating <laughs> him, saying how proud he was of his achievement. I don't like it too much. I must admit, I, I prefer rivals where. They're not so nice to each other in a way. I like. He needs Holgaruna in the mix, I think. Yeah, Holgaruna will mix it up, but I like. Um, I think Djokovic, Federer. That there was a bit of. I don't know. It wasn't that friendly, personally, and I think it's important to have that in sport more than, as well. So, I don't want to go too much on the side that oh, they're all great friends, they love each other. I don't think it's that important that side of it. Um, of course, respect for, as as a, as a big thing, but. I don't like to see each other being, oh, they're best friends. You're amazing. You're better than me. No, come on. You need to. I want. I want. I'd like to say, I would like Adkaz to tweet, "Well done, Sinner. You're amazing for what you've done. You're lucky you didn't face me because I'd have beaten you easily." I wouldn't mind a tweet like that. <laughs> Imagine if that's what he wrote. That would, that would be hilarious. Just come comes in and just guns for him straight away. I'd have Watch out, you. Yannick. He was like, "Yeah, I'll take you and the carrots." That's it. Or a picture of him just biting the head off a carrot or something. I don't <laughs> just fight and talk. I think it's different though. This is like obviously they're coming up together at the same time. And I think if you're looking like Djokovic and Federer, Federer already had how many slam titles? What was it about? Like twelve when when Djokovic won his first one. So you're it's a completely different sort of ballpark this is more like a Federer and a Dow relationship where they probably will be friends I think it's yeah. and Runa's gonna have to be the Djokovic one that comes from behind and goes up right but the problem is when's he gonna start winning and start doing it in slams Runa's behind at the moment these two guys like quite a distance for my mind in slams he doesn't seem to have the mentality yet I doesn't mean he won't because I think he's proved himself in three sets matches yep. not yet in five sets but i'm excited if he becomes the new member of this uh so-called big three or it could be a big three again and if you compare this to sabalenka's run who played <laughs> everyone outside the top 50 and only had eight hours on court so much put your tweet up <laughs> no sinner had he played 59 in the world 161 29 15 5 1 and 3 so it's, a, it's an impressive run. Some top players. I mean, you've got the likes of Djokovic, Rublev, and um, Daniel Medvedev in there, who are serious yeah. competitors. And le- and let's be let's be serious as well. Hachanov's no walk in the park either in a slam. He's actually been one of the most impressive players in slams over the past few years. He did him in straight sets. He did Rublev in straight sets. He's actually beaten three Russians. I've just noticed now yeah. <laughs> in the, the path and took out Djokovic in four as well. Which is the whole thing is just so impressive. And he took out two Dutch players, an Argentinian. I mean, comfortable. The first four matches were super comfortable. Even the Rublev one, it was closer, but it was still comfortable straight sets. Butik, though. Butik van der Zanslov, good player. Yeah. But yeah, all, all in all, it was um, not that much of a straightforward draw and he still won. So that's credit to Yannick. Yeah, definitely. Well, so this is one. players to come back from two sets down to win a Grand Slam final. Okay, so... Borg defeated Orantes in uh, Roland Garros 1974. 
Lendor defeated McEnroe, Australian Open 84. Then we've got Agassi uh, defeated. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not Daniel Medvedev, but another Medvedev uh, in the Roland Garros 99. <laughs> we've got, maybe Medvedev's just... <laughs> I saw that and I thought that was going to confuse you. I was like, when did he play Agassi? Agassi beat Medvedev. Yeah, it's his dad. No, it's not. Gaudio defeated Collier in uh, 2004, Roland Garros. Team Zverev, we remember that one very well. First year of the championship. recently, isn't there? That's it. Djokovic City Pass, obviously Roland Garros. Nadal Medvedev and now Sinner Medvedev. I mean, Medvedev <laughs> being twice on the end is just sad. Nobody did it more than once. Daniel, the only player to ever lose twice from two love, down, two love up in a slam final. That is not a stat you want pinned to your name, I'm telling you. I've just thought of a really difficult quiz question. <laughs> How many times has Medvedev lost a slam final from leading two love? And oh. the answer's three. That's and no it. one's ever going to get it because they're never going to remember the other men for death. It's <laughs> a good one. I like that. I'm going to use that for you next time. Yeah, I'll have forgotten by then. I will have forgotten <laughs> by then, I'm sure. Right, uh, on to the last one. And this is just what it means. Uh, what it means to Yannick Sinner. And there's just a lovely image of Sinner. Oh, the, the, the relief, I think that is there, is what you can see. And wonder what's going through his head like how much like euphoria is going on like it's like every drug on the planet all at once just going boom, just coming out of his mind I think there's relief but also disbelief the fact that he's just done it the endorphins you never really believe i feel like in tennis you've won a match never. um because it's not like football or other sports or like boxing. Like you've, you've got them already. You've won every round so far. As long yeah. as you know you're not going to get knocked out, you're okay. Football, you're 3-0 up. Like you're feeling, exactly. you're cruising. In tennis, I think there's ever a situation you could cruise. You can be five love up, 40 love. And all it takes is you to get broken then. And then there's some questions. And they hold quite quickly. It's 5-2. No time limit. That's the problem. In the you don't know when it's like, going to end. You never have a clue. You don't know when it's going to end. And it's... That's why the moment you have a match point or a championship point, it doesn't feel like you've got it over the line. The only t moment you realise you've done it is when you've actually won. And I think that is a big difference with tennis and other sports. And that is what you get once you've realised. Especially when you've been on court for five sets as well. And yeah, you can't do any time wasting in tennis. It doesn't work. If you time waste it, you'll get a point deduction and then you'll end up getting closer to your opponent so you don't want to do that you want to speed it up and just get it done it's just about holding your nerve tennis yeah. that's the main thing and Sinner did it better than Daniel today uh, he did it better than Djokovic in the semi-finals and I think he's going to be like this probably for the next God knows how many years. I mean, I, I assume this year is going to be a very, very positive year for Yannick Sinner. I mean, it, it can only go up his career from here. This is the start of something massive, I think. Yeah. And he, the fact he started with this, everything else is a bonus this year now. So he can go out and play so freely knowing that he's won a slam now. That's off his shoulders now. Done it. Yeah. Amazing. Let's wrap it up there. For Yannick, well done. First Grand Slam final and first victory, defeating Daniel Medvedev. Thank you, everyone, for the support this Australian Open. It's been some crazy hours, some crazy times. Uh, ben definitely needs some sleep. He's done a few earlier mornings than me and late nights. Um, <laughs> alcohol helped some of them. 
But uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> thank you everyone. Make sure like and subscribe. We'll be back, I'm sure, to do some more reactions to this Australian Open because we're just digesting this as you guys are. It's only just happened. I'm sure there's going to be some press conferences and, and things what players are going to say, what's going to make it a little bit more spicy. Uh, but for now, we'll love you and leave you with the pride of the Dolomites, Yannick Sinner. Forza, let's go. Ciao, Here ciao. To, here's to many more. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.